to bring to a pause our discussions on temperaments. And uh, I just want to encourage everybody, this Sunday is our last session on relationship and, and marriage and everything to do with you and me and our relationship. So make sure that you are in the house, make sure that you are online, and if you have any questions, please send it. It will do our best to have a look at it. And I want to encourage all of us, you know, I know that most of us have this book, but you know a lot of people who don't have it. I want to encourage you that buy one, you know, let me, yesterday, yesterday was a very hectic day for me. So by the time I sort of paid attention to my phone, you know, especially on WhatsApp, you realize that there's 100 messages or whatever on various things. So I was just scrolling through one, and on one group that I am on, and I was just so surprised, I went to look at, hey, why is there so much discussion and so many messages? I went to look on, and then I realized that somebody had shared the book on that platform, and they were having various discussions, and um, one of the ladies was like her daughter, who has just finished uni, got a couple of the books, and she and her friends had been dissecting it, and you know they've made a whole this thing out of it, and they were just going on. And I think somebody had a YouTube message on a couple of uh, some strange thing that had happened and some very bad choices some people had made. And so one of the ladies on the platform was like, if the people had read this book, they wouldn't have made such, you know, found themselves in such a situation. So I really want to encourage us that, you know, make sure that you get one for. It's funny, but apparently in this lockdown, the things that have increased the most, you know, apart from the fact that obesity and this thing, is also the level of drug intake and also the degree of relationships that are being destroyed. <laughs> from marriage to all kinds of relationships, and then the increase in this kind of um, useless dating apps and sites have multiplied and increased. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? So you realize that even in lockdown, the essence of relationship is still necessary. Do you understand what I'm saying? Both good and bad. And I think that this is a good manual. It's not a storybook. It's real life to have and to be able to every now, you know, there are some books, yesterday I was having a chat with, or two days ago, I was having a chat with Pastor, I was telling that there are some books that you don't read and put away. Every year you have to take and look at it again. Refresh your memory on one or two things. Refresh your memory on one or two things. And I think that before you jump, it's one of those books that every now and then you have to go and refresh your mind on one or two things. So I pray that we will all have it and we will all read it. It's a very nice, easy read, and we have been looking at chapter 11, and today I'm going to read out. I know you have it, but I feel like some of you haven't read, the, the, so I'll read it to you, you know, but um, let's read our main scriptures. Let's read Proverbs 30, then we'll read Philippians, then we'll read Psalm 139. I want us to read the scriptures because I want us to Remember that we are looking at temperaments, you know, 
from the perspective of its value and its guidance more than as a pointing of a finger or as something that is like, oh, you are like this or you are like this. No, but rather what it is, its use and how can it benefit us and how can we maximize its use. Hallelujah. And not misuse it. Proverbs 30, the Bible says, I'm reading from verse 11. The Bible says, I'm reading the Amplified. There is a class of people who curse their fathers and do not bless their mothers. There is another class of people who are pure in their own eyes and yet are not washed from their own filth. There is a class of people, oh, how lofty are their eyes and their raised eyelids. There is a class of people whose teeth are as swords and whose fangs as knives to devour the poor from the earth and the needy from among men. So Proverbs 30 tells us the negative side of temperaments. You know, so for the last two weeks, I've just been meditating and thinking, and then you can literally look at Bible characters, and I think we should have like a, a, a game, this thing on that one of these days. You can just look at Bible characters and almost be able to tell what kind of temperament, you know what I'm saying? Because you look at somebody like Paul, when he was killing Christians, it was no joke. He was killing them fully. He had, I mean, it's like, are we supposed to kill? Let's go. You know, and then when it was like, are we supposed to save them? Let's go. In perils, in, I mean, so you can see that he's some choleric, melancholic kind of person. Do you understand? All in, all out, no joking, all seriousness. Do you understand? Yeah. Then when you look at somebody like John, you know, John, the one whom the Lord supposedly says that, you know, he is the, the Lord's favorite. You can see that he's very sanguinic and, you know, it's like he's all lovey-dovey and he likes the chilling. I mean, even his mother had kind of said, can we sit at your left and your right side? I mean, where is it happening? You know, then you look at Peter. I mean, when you look at the characters in the Bible, you look at David. Do you understand? You can see where his issues were, isn't it? And you can also see where his strength were. And where his passion was. It's an amazing thing. But you see, now that I've said it, I'll give it to you as an assignment. You to be thinking about the Bible characters and think what kind of temperament did they have. And also see how the Holy Spirit, in spite of their temperament, was able to let them achieve all that they were supposed to do. Do you get what I'm saying? Because you look at somebody like Paul, because of the kind of temperament he had. But when they came and they were like, listen, take this man back. You know, he's, he's good. It's like, oh, okay. But you need somebody who has been humbled by the spirit to be able to become malleable. And you also need somebody who has been filled with the spirit to become stronger than their temperament says they are. Do, do you understand? Yeah, that is why you know that even though some people can be growing and there's some obvious appearance of leadership, it doesn't necessarily mean that leadership, you're not born as a leader. Do you understand? Yeah, but you can become one. In fact, you know, I was reading, and then it said that you, a lot of sanguines, 
when they are growing, they are normally mad that, oh, they'll do, they'll be very successful. They are going to be leaders. Do you understand? Because of how they are able to organize people, they are able to move people, whether to do bad or, you know, good or bad. They are able to excite people, get people. So there's an appearance of somebody who, this one is going far. But then when they grow, it's not determinant on that. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Philippians chapter 2, the Bible says, Not in your own strength, for it is God who is all the while effectually at work in you, energizing and creating in you the power and desire, both will and to work for his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. So knowing that every Christian... I don't know if you are not saved, I cannot answer that question. But if you are saved and if you are filled with the Spirit of God and if you are controlled by the Holy Spirit and if you know that you are in tune and in line with the plans and the purpose of God, then you know that God is doing in you what he wants to do. And God is making you what he wants you to be. And God will let you become what he wants you to become. In spite of whether you are to this or you don't have this, it's very irrelevant when it comes to you as a child of God who is saved, amen, and filled with the Holy Spirit. So I don't, I think that we shouldn't be overwhelmed and say, hey, this is my spouse, this is my wife, or this person that I'm about to marry, I can see them already inside. Thank you for Psalm 139, verse 14 to 60, I'm reading the NLT. It says that, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day passed. Amen. God has formed us in a very complex way. Tell somebody, if, if you are watching online, type in there, I'm complex, I'm complex, I'm complex. If you are in the room, say, I am complex, I am complex. If you are on Zoom, type in there, I am complex. I am. Stop trying to read me, I am complex. You know, and also I am marvelous. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. So we are going to look at the four basic temperaments. I told you that they have a few more, but all the other temperaments come under one of these four. So we are going to just look at this four. Last week we looked at their eating habits, driving habits, shopping habits, isn't it? DIY habits. Eesh. Fact. I'm going to learn how to paint. Uh, my mission, mission 2021. Uncle Fred, when I have done the painting, I will call you for inspection and for marking. Yeah, I will, I will call you for inspection and for marking. You know, so, yeah. Whether you are sanguinic or not, they will tell you. Yeah. So just to summarize the four things, 
when we think of sanguine, we are thinking of somebody who is expressive, warm, nice. But now I'm going to, you say that I'm on page 125. It says that sanguines are traditionally associated with the air. People with this temperament tend to be lively, sociable, carefree, talkative, and pleasure-seeking. They may be warm-hearted and optimistic. Optimistic. They make new friends easily and are imaginative, artistic, and often have many ideas. Remember that when we are giving these descriptions, a sanguine does not necessarily have all of it, but they'll find themselves in it. Do, do you understand? So the person may be optimistic, warm-hearted, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they are artistic. Do, do, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. They may be carefree, sociable, but they may not have great imagination. But normally, most sanguines are very imaginative. When they are telling a story, it's not a joke. Oh. Hmm. You wonder if you are at the same place and you witness the same thing. They can be flighty and changeable. That's a sanguine personality. Sanguine personalities may struggle with following tasks all the way through and be chronically late or forgetful. If your partner is a sanguine, then you should expect the following characteristics. Are we ready? <laughs> so we've said you are optimistic, isn't it? Okay. Sanguines can be very exciting, enthusiastic, fun-loving, happy, and carefree. That is why everybody should have a friend who is a sanguine. It is very, you know, if, if you have a party, if you organize a party, you know when the sanguines have arrived. The party can be quiet, can be like a church service till the sanguines arrive. When they arrive, you see that those who were not even enjoying the party begin to enjoy it. Yeah, not that extra food has come or extra drink has come, but their presence has arrived. The, the, the they are the easiest to spot in a crowd. So apparently, they also like loud clothes. You know, they like to wear bright colors. Do you understand? I never used to understand, you know? And it was when, after I had learned on this topic for a while, because I had a couple of spiritual sons. Hey, their shoes. <laughs> Apart from the colors of the shoe, the designs of the shoe. Hey, sometimes the shoe, the front is coming, it's almost to the knee. Like, hey. You don't know whether it's snake skin, leopard skin, cat skin, you know. Then later on, I realized that, oh, it was just a natural. It was just, an, it was just a very natural. Green, yellow, blue. You know? And, 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 and the thing was that they also like flashy cars. So you see a flashy car with a flashy shoe. It's not a joke. Hmm. <laughs> They are easy to spot in a crowd, emotionally warm, very, they have, they appear very caring, because we'll deal with that, makes friends easily, very accepting and accommodating, you know, it doesn't matter, yeah, whatever, what do you like, fine, what don't you like, fine, what would you eat, fine, what don't you want, fine. 
They love the pleasure of the senses. They are likely to take you to all kinds of art and cultural events, movies, shows, and exotic restaurants, whether they have money or not. <laughs> they are also highly sensitive. Listen, I want us to go through these things quickly, so I'll read them through. <laughs> they are also... <laughs> Reverend, why? Why? They are also... <laughs> They are also highly sensitive to the world around them, and you might even notice their attraction to complex designs and abstract art, as well as their preference for spicy and crunchy food. <laughs> as for that one, I don't know. Me, I'm not hungry, but as for spicy food, they, they, like, they, are, they like intense and complicated music. And the rhythmic side of them is even present in the way that they talk. So you see that they also like to dance a lot. Today, I was on a Zoom meeting, and I was being told of this young man who is learning how to dance using PlayStation. I, you know the PlayStation, the one that you could learn tennis, and then it's sort of Nintendo, isn't it? Apparently, now you can also use it to learn and how to dance. But the person said that the dance is not ready for public viewing. They are extroverts. Their extrovert nature and constant craving for variety mean that most sanguines have a lot of experience in dating and can easily adjust to almost any courtship situation. Kai, what do you like? I like. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> oh, I want. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. You like movies. Me, I like movies. You like reading. Hey, I like reading. <laughs> oh, it's made me remember a story. We'll not share it today. <laughs> Can be also generous and more likely to give gifts very early in their relationship. They are good listeners and will always ask you about yourself in order to engage you to satisfy their curiosity. They are good at bantering. So when it comes to serious conversations, <clears throat> but bantering and witty exchange, and as people pleasers, they strive to perform and entertain, focusing on surprises, which, of course, they simply adore. <laughs> oh, dear. I think that when you are married to a sanguine, at least you know that there'll be a lot of... <laughs> when, your husband is a, when your husband is a sanguine or your wife is a sanguine, you see that they'll be like, oh, can we have a party? <laughs> can we organize a party? Can we, oh, yeah. <laughs> Weaknesses, they tend to exaggerate for effect, and therefore, they are no strangers to lying. <laughs> lying comes a bit naturally. They find self-disclosure difficult. So you see that sanguines don't like, when the topic becomes serious, they withdraw. Do you understand? When the issue becomes challenging, they withdraw. When they have to expose who they, 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 they withdraw. And will talk about themselves occasionally more jokingly than seriously, but eventually the disclosure will come when they are comfortable. They may be messy housekeepers and somewhat untidy. Eesh. 
you know, you know, when I was in university, I had a friend. I mean, I had been in boarding school with this same friend for many years, but you see, in boarding school, we are regulated. Every morning, you have to lay your bed, and somebody is going to come and inspect it. Do you understand? Somebody is going to inspect your locker. Somebody is going to inspect your desk and all that. So you will never know if somebody is messy because you don't have that option. So for seven years, you won't see that this person is messy. But when we got to university, where there was no inspection <laughs> and nobody was coming to check whether you have done, ha! Gee! And she also really liked studying. She really, so especially if it's getting to like exams week or there's an assignment, oh gosh, what a good excuse. You go to her room and you're like, hey, but today you can't sleep on this bed. And she was like, why can't I sleep on this bed? And you will see her literally move everything on the bed to one side of the bed and create enough space for her body to lie on. And then she will fall asleep peacefully and wake up peacefully. And then when she wakes up, she would spend at least half an hour and she would dress up fantastically. When she steps out, it's like Miss Beauty, Miss World has stepped out. And then everybody, like, hey, as for you, you're always looking sharp. And you're always looking. And then I'll be saying in my head, yeah, right. You, have, you been, <laughs> have, have you been into her room? Hey. You know, I mean, she was, her sanguinic was so bad that when somebody is, maybe she said, oh, can I have simple a plate? I'll be telling the person, don't give. Because in the end, people will come asking me that their plate does with her. Because if you give it to her, and then a few days later, like, oh, where is the plate? Hey, is it plate that you are chasing me? Plate, plate, why? It's only a plate. If I find I don't even know where it is. If I find it, I'll let you know. I mean, it's only a plate. You are behaving as if I've come to ask you for gold. It's plate. I don't know where it is. You know, sometimes maybe bucket, and that sometimes there'll be no water. People want to go and fetch water, or somebody has even gone to fetch their water, found water, and then, and when she should be so sad, I have a lecture, and I'm, can I just have a little? And then the person said, like, Oh, yeah, you can take the rest. So the person has given you water plus their bucket, and they'll come back maybe in the evening, they, Oh, can I have the bucket? Bucket? What color was it? Um, check the bathroom, check. If you can't find that, I'm not sure. I don't know where it is. And she'll just go about. And you'll be hurt. And she's like, she can't, she, you know, sometimes by the end of the day, she doesn't have anything. She can't find anything apart from her clothes. Hmm. They can be really, really messy. Hmm. They may lack discipline and be disorganized. And they are also weak-willed. So they, they are easily, you see, when you have temperaments like that and you have understanding, you know that you're easily given. So you have to control yourself. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? When a choleric says no, it's not likely that you can change their no. So it's not something that they should worry about that, hey, if I hang around, they'll be able to convince me. You can't, do you understand? They rather need help, somebody to soften them and say, hey, give in small. You know, but if you're sanguine, you, you need that prayer of mind to know that, you know, when, I, when you start crying, I will give in. You know, when you, I will give in. So you have to realize that, no, you don't, you can easily 
and they may lack discipline, which means that you have to make a conscious effort to be organized. You have to make a conscious effort to put things in order. You have to make a conscious effort to put your finances in order. You have to make a conscious effort to study, you know, to read your Bible. It affects their Christianity. Do you understand? When they, they give their life to Christ, you hear about it. You know they are saved. You know, they become very excited about salvation. They are just, yeah, Jesus is coming soon. <laughs> Jesus is coming. And, you know, they become so, eh. Listen, when we are praying, look at what you are doing. When we are going to church, when we are serving the Lord, who are you serving? Then they get bored easy. Every day, church, church, church. They can be quick-tempered and prone to forget things. So the, the thing about the sanguine is that they can get angry easy, but they also easily forgive because they forget why they were angry and then they just... <laughs> yeah. And they find it very easy to say sorry. They can be very apologetic. Oh, oh did I hurt you? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, let me go and buy you Nando's. Did it? No, it wasn't meant to be. Oh, sorry, sorry. And that is why sometimes people get confused because like this person was always so excited. Then they turn, then they are so angry. It's like, hey, is it the same person? They may lose interest also very quickly. They are restless. Do you know they can't sit at the same place for more than 10, 15 minutes? Yeah, they can't be looking at it. They can't even watch the same movie. You know, they probably have to have like two or three movies going so that they can glance at this one, glance at this one, glance at this one. Mm. They are very restless. They can, you know. They can be unreliable and lack attention to details. They can be unreliable and lack attention to. So it means that when you give them responsibility, they normally will need a bit more guidance and a bit more supervision to ensure that it's done. Do you understand? But if it's like, oh, like when they are giving assignment, hand it in next week. You can be sure that next week they and the assignment will still be far apart. And they also get discouraged easily. Because they get excited so easily, they also get discouraged easily. Do you understand? Because they are like, okay, so March, March, I will be able to do this. And then June, and then maybe March, they are not able to do. May, by June, they are totally discouraged. You know, because the way they, they are very falutin and it's like they can have very grandiose ideas, which when they don't come to pass, they get easily discouraged. Let's look at the choleric. The, you know, remember that we said that the uh, sanguine is uh, associated with the earth. The choleric is associated with fire. People with this temperament tend to be egocentric and also extroverted. They may be excitable, impulsive, and restless with reserves of aggression, energy, or passion, and they try to instill it in others. So they want others to be like them. They tend to be task-oriented and are focused on getting a job done efficiently. Their motto is usually, do it now. So you see that a choleric is the kind that when it's like, oh, will you be able to do this? They give you five minutes. If you haven't done, they go and do it. Oh, will you be? No. And I so say if you have given that job to like a, 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 a phlegmatic, that, oh, can we get it? Yeah. And they are planning to do it. 
And the cleric, as they are saying it, they are expecting that it's done. You know, so when, when, as a cleric, if you are not careful, you always be doing everything yourself. Because people are not on the same pace as you are. It doesn't mean that they won't do it, but they are not, they don't have the do it now spirit. In fact, when I was uh, looking at this today, then you remembered the book, Blink. Because that's one of the, they can make decisions instantaneously in the second, good or bad. They can be ambitious, strong-willed, and like to be in charge. They can show leadership. They are good at planning and are often practical and solution-oriented. They appreciate receiving respect and esteem for their work. So most of the time, their pride is in their work. When you're married to a choleric, you see that when he's excited, it means that he has got a new promotion, or he has got some new business, or he has money to complete a house. Or he has, do you understand? They, they get their worth from their achievements, rather than maybe relationship or any other strengths. Cholerics are the kind of people who make things happen. They are energetic, outgoing, and always up to something new. So you see that choleric is outgoing, but they don't want fun. They are outgoing, they find that it's going to bring something, it's going to achieve something. Let's go and get it. Let's go and do it. You know, a sanguine is outgoing, but when a sanguine is outgoing, he's outgoing, let it be joyful. You know, let it be nice. They are very courageous and will champion the cause of the downtrodden. They feel the need to set things right. They are strong-willed, you know, and that is why sometimes... There's an appearance as if they are good leaders. But it doesn't necessarily mean that cholerics are good leaders because they can destroy anything in their path for getting the thing done. They are very determined, open, and honest. So that can also be a, deter a deterrent when you are so open. Because when you are so open, it means that, you know, sometimes you overexpose yourself. They are self-sufficient and never wilt under pressure. Yeah, so they, they tend to acquire an independent spirit. Do you understand? Because I can take care of myself. I can do it. If you don't do it, I can do it. If you don't want to, yeah, you know. And, and especially for us in this season and in this century that we are in, if you are not careful, because the truth of the matter is that, yes, of course, if you push yourself, you can do. But there's a reason why God has put certain things in place. And that is why when you hear some of these theories, you know, yeah, well, if, he, if the, my husband wants to leave, he should leave. I'll be okay. I'll be fine. Do you, do you understand? Yeah, it's a stupid conversation. Anyway. They can make sound, instant decisions and plan worthwhile projects. So while people are dilly-dallying, deliberating, should we, should we not, the, the choleric has... <laughs> the choleric has accepted it's long gone. Yes, we're going to do it. Yes, we'll take it. Yeah. You know, if you have a business partner, and if you have a business partner, and one is melancholic and one is choleric, and you are uh, tendering for a job, you'll be in trouble. Because by the time the melancholic is like, okay, so how long will the project, the, the choleric say, yeah, when do we start? Hmm. They are very committed, determined, and hard working. This makes them achieve probably more than any other temperament. But this is also what brings so much pride. Do you understand? Because they are so hard working and they are able to make things happen, it can cause pride and it can make them look down on, upon others. 
because, because they were able to do it so quickly and they, you can't do it. But that is not true. I may not rush and go and do it, but I'll get it done in this year. It will happen. <laughs> it, will, it will happen one day in this year. They can be very romantic. Hmm. <laughs> Only <laughs> when ready for a deep commitment. So, you know, for them, when it comes to relationship, now their colorism goes to the back seat. <laughs> yes, and when they are ready, they can be committed. If not, everything is in their way. Do, do you understand? If I settle now, I can't. If I, I can't, you know. Instead of expressing their emotions, they will focus on pleasing you by getting you what you want. They like to be needed. So describe your problems and difficulties, and they will try and fix it. They will try to fix them for you instantly. Yeah. Because they are very practical. They are very optimistic. And um, even though they are extroverts, they are not as much as the sanguine. The sanguine is fully extrovert. But then the choleric is an extrovert, but it's a very narrow and focused one. It's one that brings. Their weaknesses, the emotions of the choleric are the least developed part of their temperament. They do not naturally show affection or compassion. So if you are married to a choleric, you have to pray to the Lord. Soften them, O Lord. Take out the heart, stone, <laughs> stony hearts and give them a heart of flesh. They can be a little hostile and may have anger issues. And the difference between the choleric's anger issue and the sanguine's anger issues is that the sanguine, remember, forgets easily. And the sanguine is happy to say sorry. The choleric doesn't like to say sorry. And their anger, they know how to develop it. Remember that they are builders and they are people, they like to. So when their anger can stay, they are the ones that they can also be angry. It's like, I've cut you out. I don't need you. Finish. Just go. I'm done. Yeah. I, I, I have a sibling who can do that. He can suck his workers instantly. Instantly. No conversation. It's like, go, just go. Go. It's like, hey, do you have somebody to play? No, no. Just go. I don't want to see his face. Just go. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> what's your friend's name? No, no, no. Mm -hmm. They can cause pain to others and may not even read. Mustafa. Oh. <laughs> they can. One day we saw Mustafa in the morning, the next day we didn't see him again. <laughs> They can cause pain to others and may not even realize it. They are hot-tempered. So sometimes they can come out as if they are cruel or mean. Do you understand? Because they don't think they are being mean. They don't realize that, in fact, what they are saying is hurting you. Remember when we read Proverbs 30, it was like knives, you know, that pierce. Hey, very sharp. Their tongue is sharp, you know. And the difference between their sharp tongue and maybe even that of um, the, the, the sanguine is the fact that they don't feel it. You see, even if a sanguine flips or gets angry, they are also affected by what has happened. But a choleric doesn't feel anything at all. Yeah. So that when you're married to a choleric, normally your tears will not matter also. Yeah, finish crying. Let's finish the conversation. They tend to be impulsive and can carry grudges for a long time. They, are, they can be very impulsive. So you realize that the sanguine and the choleric, they are the two sides here, that they have similarities, but they are aimed at very different things. 
Do, do, do you understand? What, yeah. They are aimed at very, very. So they are both impulsive, but this one's impulsiveness is normally not towards nice things. Correct people tend to be unpopular. People like to stay away from them. People don't want to cross them. People don't want to come in the crosshairs. People don't want to just, I know, you know. And when you are not careful, if you're a cleric and you're not careful, you can even appear like a bully. Do you understand? That is why we must be spirit controlled. Hmm. And they can be a little bossy. Because of their fortress style and take charge approach, they are likely to end a relationship abruptly when you may not even expect it. Because they take rash decisions. So it's like, let's break up. Why? I'm just tired. Aren't you tired? I'm tired. Yeah. They are workaholics working beyond working hours. So people like to employ them because <laughs> they'll overwork. They'll get your job done fully. Oh, no, but if you're married to them, you have to also remember that you are, if you're married to them, you're married to the work. <laughs> yeah, because they value the work more. Because it brings them fulfillment, it brings them pride. They take their fulfillment and their worth from what they are able to achieve and what they are able to do, rather than even who they are. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Now let's come to the melancholics. But remember what we said, that everybody has one, or one dominant temperament, and then you find that there are others that sort of linger around you. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. There are a few that, you know, so you see that the, the sanguine, you, you know, they also like to be in charge. They like to be, but they are nice. They are warm. Then you have the choleric. They like to be in charge, but it can be very hostile. And, you know, yeah. Then now we come to the melancholic, who is very submissive, but also hostile. <laughs> Do you understand? Because you have the phlegmatic, who is also submissive, but warm. So have you seen how the thing works? Yeah. Dominant, warm. Dominant, hostile. Submissive, hostile. Submissive, warm. Do you get it? Yeah. Melancholics are traditionally also associated with the element of the earth. People with this temperament may appear serious. You see, like the choleric. That's where the hostility comes. Introverts. So they don't really like outward things. Cautious or even suspicious. They can become preoccupied with tragedy and cruelty in the world and are susceptible to depression and moodiness. So can you imagine, when you're a choleric, melancholic, you're strong and moody. Hey! Hmm. They may be focused, they may be focused and conscientious. They often prefer to do things for themselves, both to meet their own standards and because they are not inherently sociable. I don't know if we'll have time to do this, but I wanted us to have a look at perfectionism because it's one of the great challenges for all the temperaments in different ways. Some can't be bothered at all, but a melancholic wants everything to be so perfect that a lot of the time don't do things because they feel they don't do it that well. So if they're not going to do it that well, then don't do it. Do, do, do you understand? Yeah. What are their strengths? Melancholics are analytical, self-sacrificing, gifted, and very dependable. So when you are 
in a relationship with a, a, a melancholic, you know, they are ready to sacrifice whatever it takes to get their relationship working. Yeah. And they are very faithful and very, very deep. You can rely on them. If they say, I'm going to do this, they'll get it done. Remember that the sanguine, even when he says, oh, I'm coming, he has forgotten he said, I'm coming. Do you understand? The choleric will tell you, I can't come. <laughs> you know, but the melancholic says, I'm coming, they'll be there. But if they come and you, you are late, that can end the relationship. That can end the relationship. I've just thought of a relationship that ended because of two minutes delay. They derived enjoyment from fine art and are very sensitive. You see, they are so sensitive that it's like, I'm so faithful to you. I'm ready to sacrifice for you. And you look at you. Yeah. So they, they easily get hurt. I've been so nice to you. I help you with everything. You know, they are the kind that when you have it as a friend, you can easily feel like you're drowning. They want to wear the same dress. They want to look the same. Can we put on, have the same hair, have the same color, have this, hey. So uh, when a melancholic is married to a choleric, that would be so funny. Like, we should wear the same dress, why? <laughs> melancholic, and you see, a choleric can easily go out, and even if they finally wear it, they'll be honest, hey, today you are both wearing, yeah, she said we should wear it. I don't even know why she made that way. Melancholics take dating very seriously because they are faithful, you know, and they want everything they are doing to work. They want it to, you know, it has to succeed by force, by fire. They are very well mannered. They will never be late. So when a melancholic is married to a sanguine, do you know what? Buy two cars. Have, just, just go your separate way. I mean, we'll all get to church eventually. I'll see you in church. <laughs> yeah. And then when a melancholic is married to a sanguine, if you know that your flight is at 10, you tell them that it's at 6 a.m. So that by 9, you will get there. So that the sanguine feels you are very late. And then you two can be calm and arrive on time. Yeah. I hope I'm helping somebody online. Yeah. Yeah. You just add... An hour or two always, yeah. What time is the exam? It's at nine, if it's at 12. Hmm. Melancholic men normally will open doors for women. Really, they are very polite. Yeah. <laughs> and if your husband is a colleague, he's like, didn't you see how they opened the door for her? Yeah, but what's wrong with her hands? <laughs> Melancholic women also would like to cook for their men. They are great listeners for the people around them. You know, they listen to your issues, your problem. You can cry on their shoulder. They are very attentive. You know, when you are telling a choleric your problem, they are finding the answer. By the time you end the sentence, it's like, this is, just, just do, you know. <clears throat> Moreover, they will always make concrete plans for what will be done in advance. For the rest of 2021, they know what they are doing. They will be protective of you, and if they are really serious, they are likely to give you important gifts. In short, melancholics enjoy the traditions associated with courtship and relationships. They like to be precise. They like facts and are literal in everything. Their conversation is detailed and factual. You know somebody whose uh, conversation is not factual? Hmm. 
hating drama and may appear unromantic to other types. This is the reason why they are usually attracted to their own type, especially when they are ready to settle down and start a family. Hey, two melancholic seriousness in the family. Almost all four temperaments, melancholics can be classified as the pillars of society. Amongst all the four temperaments, melancholics can be classified as the pillars of society. They enjoy community events and outgoings with a group of friends. And as a result, intimacy with this kind of person develops slowly. So they are only outgoing to people they are familiar with. Do you understand? People that they have vetted and the people have passed. If you don't pass their you know, initial test, you can't be friends. You can't be in their circle. You can't, you know. Yeah, so they are the, one of those people that is like, people say, hey, this person is really serious. This person is not nice. This person, and then he's like, oh, no, they are really nice. They are very friendly. But you see, you have to cross certain loops and certain examinations before you, you are finally accepted into the inner chamber to see them relaxed, you know. So they are also, they are introverts, you know, but they are not as, they are not to that extent as phlegmatics. Do you understand? They, they'll go out once they are in a company of people that they like and are happy with and they are comfortable with and they trust they'll be outgoing. The phlegmatic is an effort. You mean I should get up dressed, take you, hey, when the bed is still sitting there, hey, yeah, please don't do that. Don't do that. And there's a lion in the street. No, don't, don't do that. Their weaknesses, they do not choose their life partners on impulse. So they do it very cautiously, considering the opinions of their friends and relatives. So they are the kind that, the melancholic is the kind that before they accept or they go into a relationship, they want everybody to be happy with it. They want everybody to agree with it. They want everybody to like it. Do, do, do you understand? Yeah. And like the sanguine and choleric, if they like it, they are going for it. No matter the advice, especially the choleric, no matter the advice. That's but the melancholic wants agreement, wants community discussion, wants, yeah. How many, yes, how many no's? Six, two. Hey, it's still a fail. We want, you know, all eight. Hands up. They are afraid of criticism and therefore may need friends and relatives to approve their date before they commit to him or her. This is also one of the reasons why melancholics enjoy doing things as a couple within a larger group of friends. Do you understand? So when a sanguine gets, you know, a nice beloved, they don't want people around, they, they're happy. But melancholic, they want, it's like, you know, community relationship. They do not talk much at home, may appear unbearable and find it difficult to forgive. Hey, these people. It means that if you are a melancholic choleric, forgiveness will be a problem. Because your choleric side can't forgive, and your melancholic side you can't forgive. That's why grace is needed. They may set unrealistic standards for their partners and their children. Because they set high standards for themselves, they end up passing it on to those around them. They're expecting everybody to do well, to be precise, to, you know. Today I heard a story of a grown-up person who is working has a full-time job, you know, has graduated from university almost 10 years now, lives with his mother, and they share a, a couple of uh, cupboards, so like where the socks and things are kept, same cupboard, so apparently when they came to work wearing his mother's socks, 
They can plan things in advance, and it is important to them that even romance is planned. So when we get to the restaurant, you're going to sit on the left and make sure you hold the rose this way and, you know, present it at 8.03, just before the status are brought. I think that even can destroy it. <laughs> they also tend to be unpopular and can be cheapskates. Always trying to penny pinch. Oh. So how much was it? One pound twenty. So yours is sixty p, sixty p. Okay, you. Yeah. I hear you. They are a bit rigid and prone to self pity and depression. Yeah, they can be moody and they are also pessimistic. So when somebody says the choleric, we say, oh, it's half full. The melancholic will say it's half empty. When is it going to get full? But the choleric and the sanguine will be like, hey, we have half a glass. It's not bad. <laughs> yeah, but then they'll be like, only half a glass. When will the glass get full? Because the glass is, when will the glass get full? So somebody's happy with half the glass and somebody's getting depressed. We, have you seen how life is? Have you seen how life is? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody will graduate from university and will be so excited. I made it. I made it. I got 60. I got 65. And somebody will be so depressed, they don't even want to see their certificate because they only got 78. <laughs> yeah. And the risk with the melancholic also is the fact that because they are so cool and calm, even though they are mean, their calmness covers it. Do you understand? They like revenge. But it's not the, like the collector that will be like, you see. Do you understand? The melancholy is more, oh, okay, no problem. But that is you for life. <laughs> Do you understand? So it's totally covered and it's masked with their niceness, you know. Even though they have a problem with you, you will never know. Yeah. And they're always looking out for what is not working. Do you understand? So let's say if they have a good job then they are looking at how bad their relationship is. Or if they had a good marriage, they are looking at how there's not much money coming into it. They are always looking where is the area of trouble so that we can have something to be moody, sad about, complain about, you know, worry about. Eesh. Now let's look at the last one before we go. Yeah, we can do it. Phlegmatic. Amazing. 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 You know, for me, I think that the phlegmatic, they've got the best because they start from a cool place, and then we choose how we'll build on it. The rest have to dismantle things. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, the sanguine has to dismantle all this, you know, um, irresponsibility and all that. The choleric has to learn how to calm down, how to become more you know, controlled and has to become nicer and more polite and all that. They have to rein in, you know, they have to know to slow down a bit. The melancholic has to try and cheer up and, you know, try and let go a bit, try and be happy. The phlegmatic is like, hey, this is life, oh. <laughs> we came to meet the world, we also live. It doesn't matter how we can do all that we want to do. I mean, you know, there's only so much you can do. There's only so much. And you see, that is the reality of life. That is the reality. Even though it's the one that we always like, hey, flag, but, hey, flag, hey. But they are, listen, they are starting from neutral. 
Should we reverse, drive? You can decide. But you see, when you're already in fourth, you have to come to third, second. Ah, I said the phlegmatic is cool. Listen, if you're online, you're phlegmatic, give me a high five. <laughs> they, are the kind, they are the kind that if, if you're driving behind them, they can tell you, listen, come over. If you're in a hurry, just <laughs> you can just hop over. Yeah. They are traditionally associated with water. <laughs> People with this temperament may be inward and private, thoughtful, reasonable, calm, patient, caring, and tolerant. They tend to have a rich inner life. They know how to take care. They are the kind that do have pedicure, manicure, fascia, sauna, massage. Hmm. Yeah, so you see that even if things are not going well, within them, they are content. It will happen eventually. Seek a quiet, peaceful atmosphere, and they are content with themselves. They tend to be steadfast, consistent in their habits, and that's steady and faithful friends when they have made them. The phlegmatic lover is the most sensitive of the four temperaments. When they are with their potential partners, phlegmatic people seek for common intellectual and emotional ground, which will serve as a bridge from heart to heart. Strengths, they are calm and not easily ruffled or agitated by any circumstances. They are very easygoing and they are very witty. Do you know a lot of jokers are phlegmatic? They are very funny. They make a joke of everything. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 are, they have a great sense of humor. Yeah, you know the colleagues don't have any. They have very good retentive memories, so they tend to be very clever. When aroused to action, the phlegmatic can rise to the occasion. When they are finally <laughs> motivated, you know when you are starting an engine that is really cold? Then after a while, the car goes boom. Then when you go, boom, but you just don't, no brakes, it's going boom. But it takes a while to get there, but gets there. Dating for them is always seeking for marriage or long-term commitment in a relationship. And they tend to look for bonding, nurturing, and attachment with a potential partner or date. They are very dependable and reliable. If you go into a relationship with them, they are not immediate. They are very long-term, and it's, you know, they like to develop things. Once they find the one, they work on maintaining intimacy with this partner. Yeah. They are very practical. It's like, this is what I have, and I'm going to do the best with what I have. And they're also very efficient. They make use of what is given them. They will avoid conflicts at all costs. You want to fight with a phlegmatic, you fight alone. You fight with yourself. And they make major adjustments and sacrifices for all for the sake of this cherished bond. You know? Sometimes I think I was in the shop recently. We're going to the shop and then they had sort of formed a queue in front of the Morrison. And I don't know, I tend uh, you know, and then this lady just she saw the queue and she thought, and then she just fit herself in. And I looked and I saw her and I, a part of me was about to you know, arise, and people was like, no, mommy, not today. Let it slide, let her go. You know, I said, okay, I'll, I'll phlegmatize it a little bit. and Because the phlegmatic will not even notice. But a colleague called the sang, like, hey, no way. Hey, we've all been in the queue.
But the phlegmatic will be very happy. It's like eventually we'll get into the shop, the food won't finish. It's only bread and chicken, it's okay. But you see the colleague is like another two minutes wasted in this queue. Amongst all the four temperaments, this is the most romantic one. They fall in love most, most frequently and romance is critical to them. When they fall in love, it's not a joke. They plan romantic. You know how the melancholic will do everything rigid? <laughs> I told you that when we are reading this, remember that you will know which part of the temperament applies to you and which ones don't. <laughs> they plan romantic evenings and weekends well enough. They will send you romantic cards, give you hugs, and confess their love in the hope that you will answer with the same. So they also expect that. Yeah, and they are also very neat. They are the exact opposite of a sanguine. The, melan the, 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 the phlegmatic likes everything orderly. Yeah, they like everything, whether it's their kitchen, their car, their home, their, they like everything. Because they always want to have clarity. Do you understand? Yeah, they don't like mess. They don't like fights. They don't like trouble. They don't like noise. They don't, they don't no shake, shaky, no. Everything other. Yeah, they are natural peacemakers. So normally amongst friends, they are the ones who go, it's okay, let it go. Can we all join hands now? Group hug, group hug, you know, they are <laughs> ambushmen. They are very loyal and maintain a deep abiding relationship with a very small circle of friends, normally from childhood. Now let's look at their weaknesses. Because they reveal their feelings right in the beginning, they can be deeply hurt by rejection and do not see dating as a fun experience in the same way that sanguines do. You know sanguines, even in the relationship last two days, they think that it was two nice days. <laughs> it was two amazing days. Do you get it? Yeah. <laughs> but the phlegmatic will, you know, take it to heart. Because remember that it takes an effort for them to get into that. And when they are going to it, they have this whole plan that is going to be permanent. So they get easily, they get here. They lack drive and ambition. All we are saying is that they have a slow motion approach. And the problem is that if you are a phlegmatic and you don't work on it, it can turn to laziness. Do you understand? Yeah. Do you understand? So if you are in a, a, a land like here that you'll be given free accommodation or they'll give you a little money for, uh, uh, to buy food, you can easily not work. Yeah, but who wants to create wealth? What do you want? You want to buy a house and so and do what? Oh, the council house is working fine. <laughs> they are very fearful under the surface, and this can cause problems. And this can cause problems in their relationship. So sometimes they can have insecurities and not feel so confident. So that can create, you know, challenges in their relationship. Like, are they going to leave me? Do they really like me? You know, what, oh, this person is nicer, you know. In fact, when dating, they truly give themselves to it and have been known at times to get so tired emotionally that they stop dating for a period. <laughs> too much work, <laughs> too much. Hey, you have to call them every day. You have to make sure, send them a message. You have to go and visit them. You have... <sighs> Let's give it a break. <laughs> because phlegmatists have a rich fantasy life, they tend to, idolize their 
partners. It is only when they delve further into the relationship and find out that their perfect partner isn't quite as perfect as they once thought. The relationship may be under threat as they may no longer be interested. It is important to mention that even though phlegmatics seek harmony and spend a lot of energy to build a connection with their partners, they don't like clingy and over, overly demanding people. Can I put stress on them? I said we will go out. I said we will have a nice weekend. It's only 8 a.m. The weekend hasn't started yet. So they like lie-ins. They like to sleep a lot. Rest. Normally it's rest after a hard day's work of two hours. They like to rest. <laughs> they like to rest. Yeah. So they don't like, you know, it can't be. You see, because if a cleric has planned, we are having a weekend, we are going away. CCM, they have packed. Or even the day before. They have packed everything, a toothbrush, this, that. They have sorted. Six o'clock, let's go. The phlegmatic assistant was like, ah, is it today we are going? Okay, I'll pack. And how many days are we spending? Two days. Mm. Okay. They don't like, you know, don't kind of put pressure on them. Even if it's for a nice thing or whatever. Don't. You know, when they wake up, you have to give them time to wake up. So they wake up like three times. They wake up. You understand? Then, before they wake up, then they open their eyes. Then they wake up, then they will sit on the bed. They, they wake up. Yeah. So in the morning, don't go, you know, planning anything with them. Leave them till you can see that the engine is warming up. Phlegmatics have little motivation and like to procrastinate a lot to the frustration of their parents. So when are we getting the door fixed? If you have a husband with phlegmatic, when are we getting it? Next week. Oh, but I thought you said, um, yeah, I thought you said, yeah, I forgot to mention it. But the, the door we have, it still opens and closes. It will be fixed. I will call the, yeah. <clears throat> and because they also oppose change. Do you understand? Yeah, they don't like change. They don't like new things. They don't like new food. They don't like new... They don't like to try. So when you're a phlegmatic and you own a business, you have to go beyond your phlegmatism to push the business, to push, do you understand, to get it done because you'll be happy if nothing else changes. You know, it's like you were using the typewriter and the computers came and you're still using the typewriter and then you... <laughs> yeah. And they also, they, they, are, they can be indecisive. Sometimes they struggle to make decisions. Amen. Amen, amen. Have we learned something from all of them? Yeah. But all I want to tell us is that it doesn't matter what the temperament is, you can win with it. Amen. You can win with it, and we will win with it, and we should win with it in our relationships, in our work with God, in our finances, in whatever we do 